It is Sunday, August 9th, 2020. This is U62 the Targ. Let's do it. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62, the TAR. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, we reminisce about G.I. Joe, we sample A&W's fish and chips, and we talk about what's going on with Mulan. It's episode 10.16, Cool Summer Nights. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. You 62 the tar, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Cap is here, and welcome to this week's episode of the Targ. Sorry, I didn't have an episode last week. Uh, kind of a spur of the moment decision. I decided to go home to Entwistle and spend the August long weekend with my parents. Yeah, July thirtieth was my dad's birthday, so I was always planning to just go home for the day. But then my mother said, "And you will be staying for the long weekend, right?" And you know, being unemployed, you know, it's tough to come up with an excuse not to do that. So yeah, I stuck around for the long weekend, and I had some fun relaxing but now I'm back and I'm ready to be nostalgic all about the toys of my youth. I decided to do something nice for my brother. I was tidying up as one does in these days of self-isolation and I found one of my brother's old G.I. Joe figures. Now this was a very special G.I. Joe figure. This was the personalized figure. As you might remember from G.I. Joe toys, every action figure had a code name and a little file card on the back of the package, giving you that character's biography. Well, G.I. Joe had the special mail-away exclusive, the personalized figure, where you could come up with his own code name and write his own bio, and then that figure was you in G.I. Joe. I remember my brother wanted that figure specifically because my brother loved G.I. Joe and he particularly loved the aircraft. He had every G.I. Joe airplane and helicopter and flying machine. So when he saw that personalized figure offer, he was like, I must get this figure so that way I personally can fly all these planes. Somehow, that figure wound up with my G.I. Joes, and my brother was showing me through the miracle of Zoom and Skype and all that, that he has now actually built a display case for all his old G.I. Joe toys, and he has them on display in his home office. If you ever do a Zoom meeting with him, you'll see that's his background. So I decided to pop that in the mail and mail it to my brother, just like the mail-away exclusives of yore. And that led me down an internet rabbit hole getting all nostalgic for G.I. Joe mail-away exclusives. I remember when we got that personalized figure, that kind of opened up the floodgates. See, the way it worked with G.I. Joe toys back in the day, on the back of every package was a little proof of purchase called flag points. And then inside were the mail-away exclusive catalogs. We could see for a certain number of flag points and $3.99 shipping and handling, you could get these exclusive G.I. Joe toys that weren't in stores. 
by the time my brother got that personalized figure, we'd been saving up our flag points for like three or four years. Getting the personalized figure finally opened the floodgates, and we got so many mailway exclusives for G.I. Joe. That was a wonderful summer. It seemed like every two weeks we were getting another parcel with more new G.I. Joe toys. The one I specifically remember, it was actually in the package with some of the stuff we bought on mail order. It was nothing but Cobra stuff. Cobra was the bad guys. It was all done up like, ha ha ha, we have intercepted your transmissions so that way we can sell you some of our merchandise. And that was great. We cleaned up on that flyer. Let's see. Uh, We got the water moccasin, which was a Cobra boat. The hiss, which was a Cobra tank. The fang, which was a Cobra helicopter. And then to fly it all, we got two Cobra troopers and Major Blood. We also wanted to get Cobra Commander, but sadly that was stamped right across the pamphlet, sold out. But still, I'm nostalgic for that. They really don't do that with toys anymore. The mail-away exclusives, where you collect the proofs of purchase and then send away $3.99 and get this exclusive figure not available in stores. But still, I remember that magical summer when we got so many toys in the mail from Hasbro Direct. You're listening to Mark Kappas. It's clear to all of you that I am awesome. On U62, The Targ. All right, there's another hot new fast food sensation out there. That means it's time for another installment of Mark Tastes Random Things. Now, there hasn't been a lot of hot new fast food tastes out there with the whole COVID-19 pandemic still going on. A lot of fast food places have streamlined their menus in order to make the service quicker than ever. But when one comes along, I figured I had to get out there and try this. A&W has gotten into the fish and chips game. That's right, A&W has fish and chips. So I just got back from my local A&W drive-thru and I'm going to sample A&W's fish and chips. Uh, Yep, we got two pieces of fish here on top of a bed of french fries. Comes in the same kind of box that they serve their poutine in. We got some tartar sauce dipping sauce here. So dip, dip, dip a little bit of tartar sauce. And how's A&W's fish and chips? Hmm. Not too, too bad. Remember when McDonald's had fish and chips a couple of years ago? It tastes kind of like that, only with a crispier batter. Let me try a bite without the sauce now. Mm. Yeah, they're okay. They're a little bit rubbery. Not too different from your typical frozen fish sticks that you might find in your corner grocery store. So, yep, they're serviceable fish and chips, but they're really not much to write home about. So that's A&W's Fish and Chips on this installment of Mark Tastes Random Things. Everything's better with Mark Tappas. Crime has gone down, productivity is up, and ratings for Doctor Who are through the roof. Mark Tappas on U62, The Targ. And now it's time for the streaming report where I update you on what I've been binging these days. I really went down a weird binging rabbit hole this week. So I still pay for good old regular cable television as well, right? And over on W, they were having Christmas in July, where they were showing a whole bunch of those Hallmark Christmas movies. And I thought, 
I've actually never watched one of these Hallmark Christmas movies. So I went looking around all the apps on my Roku and I found there was about a dozen of them on one of the apps. And so I decided to watch Christmas in Dollywood. I'm sure you're familiar with the Hallmark Christmas movie formula. It's been much maligned and much parodied. We have our big city career woman who decides to go home to the holidays to some small rural town that she grew up in. She gets all wrapped up in some kind of town Christmas contest. She meets some kind of down-to-earth folksy guy back home that she falls madly in love with and eventually decides to give up her big city career and stay home where her heart now is. So Christmas in Dollywood, this time the town that our heroine grew up in is the town where Dollywood, Dolly Parton's theme park is, and she falls in love with the park manager. Yeah, it's, you know, it was nothing special, nothing to write home about. It was a good way to kill an hour and a half. But then that got me all curious about Dollywood. I mentioned a few episodes ago I've been watching a lot of Walt Disney World travel vlogs in my quarantine and lockdown. So then I started Googling Dollywood travel vlogs. And I gotta tell ya, Dollywood seems like a really neat place. They got all kinds of great food offerings. They have like four or five great looking roller coasters. I kinda wanna go to Dollywood someday now. So there you go. I've been binging Dollywood travel vlogs. I'm watching that and thinking, how come no one ever done a travel vlog like that for Galaxy Land and West Edmonton Mall. There's a couple out there, but they're not as extensive as the Disney World and Dollywood ones. So I guess that means I'm going to have to do it myself. And that's the streaming report. Mark Kappas, Lord of the Overworld, Master of the Twelve Galaxies. Where do you pick that stuff up? I never see you read. Mark Kappas. It's like he channels dead crazy people. U62. The Tar. Think it's a cry for help?
Reflection from Mulan here on U62 The Targ. Good afternoon. Mark Cap is still here with you. I went with a song from Mulan because Disney's live action remake of Mulan has been making headlines this past week. So Mulan was going to be one of Disney's big spring blockbusters. It was going to come out in March, but that's when they started closing the movie theaters because of COVID-19. So then they were hoping that things would be back to normal by now, and they rescheduled it to the August long weekend. Then they rescheduled it to the middle of August, and now they have come up with a radical new idea in order to get Mulan to you, the viewers. They're going to be premiering it on Disney+, Plus, their streaming service, but you'll have to pay extra for it. You are going to have to pay an extra 30 bucks to watch Mulan on Disney+, Plus when they drop it on the September long weekend. Now, you know, this makes sense. A lot of movie studios have been doing this this summer because of the movie theaters being closed. The first one was Trolls World Tour, which came out back in May. They released it to your streaming video on-demand services. That's stuff like Apple Movies and the Cineplex Store. And if you still have regular TV, that's Pay-Per-View. They released it for $25. So Disney is just doing this. They looked at their Disney Plus app and said, Hey, why go through those other pipes? Pipelines like iTunes and the Cineplex store when we've got our own pipeline already set up. So it makes sense. But see, the thing is, at the end of the day, I still love my physical media. If I'm going to be shelling out 30 bucks for it, I'm going to want the Blu-ray to put up on my shelf, which is why a lot of the Marvel zombies like myself immediately went to Disney and said, are you going to do the same with Black Widow? Disney says, nope. This thing with Mulan, it's just a one-time only thing. It's an experiment to see if it works. And if it does, we will go from there. So I don't know, man. I don't think I'd shell out 30 bucks on top of my monthly Disney Plus subscription just to watch Mulan. You know, I think I can wait the six months for it to go down to the regular monthly free subscription. But still, man, it's amazing seeing how um, the whole COVID-19 pandemic is changing movie theaters. I mean, we've been seeing the push to digital, but I think the whole closing of movie theaters because of COVID-19 is just speeding things up. I still love going to the movies, though, as I mentioned in previous episodes, with all the $5 classics at the reopened theaters. I've went to see a few, and I've loved seeing them on the big screen. I still love the theatrical experience, so I'm still going to be going out to the movies whenever I can. Anyway, I'm about all rambled out now, so I think I'll wrap this up. As always, thank you for tuning in. You're able to find us on Apple Podcasts and Google Play and Spotify, and always at my official website, chaosinabox.com. I'm Mark Kapp, this has been The Targ. I will see you next week. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of The Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of The Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. <laughs>